to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, to the God that's more than enough for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, it's such a privilege and honor to be here once again with you, brothers and sisters, on this beautiful Wednesday evening. And it's incredible because a pastoral team has been taking turns. We've been tag teaming, ministering during these services. And it's incredible how God just weaves a common thread throughout our messages. Last Wednesday, Pastor VG taught a powerful lesson entitled The God That. And amongst the other powerful attributes she mentioned of God, she assured us that no matter what, we are heard by God. Every cry, every petition is heard by God. This week, the Lord has in, impressed on my heart to take it a step further and assure you that you're not only heard, but that you are seen. Oh, and it's so incredible that even the worship team, Reverend Isaac, God would put that song in your heart to remind us that God sees us. And so today, beloved, God has instructed me to speak specifically to those of you that are feeling isolated and alone. And I don't necessarily mean those that don't have people around them because you can feel alone in a room full of people. I'm talking about those of you that feel as if God has forgotten them. Those that feel like they're tackling the issues of life alone. Those that feel like they're, they've been outcast into the margins of society. Oh, that peripheral place where you've been grappling with some serious issues and there hasn't been breakthrough and there hasn't been that miracle that you're waiting for because it feels like God has pushed your issue to the side. Oh, if that's you, I, I got a message for you. And so tonight we're going to be talking under the title, Miracles in the Margins miracles in the margins I don't know where you are I don't know where you find yourself today you may believe that you have a permanent home in the margins but I want to let you know that God sees you and he has a miracle on its way for you and so today we're going to look at the journey of one particular outcast the Samaritan leper that Jesus encountered in Luke 17 verses 11 through 19. And we're going to look at what this one man did to secure his miracle in the margins. Now we know that although 10 lepers cried out to Jesus, only that one, the Samaritan leper, experienced the miracle of salvation. So let's take a look at his journey and what he did. Come on, journey with me in Luke 17, starting in verse number 11. And the word of the Lord reads as such. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. 
Now we know that Jesus is on his way to meet his fate at the cross. He's on his way to the cross of Calvary. And out of all the routes that he could have taken to get there, he chooses to travel along the border of the southern portion of the province of Galilee. And it causes him to go through this very racially mixed area along the way. And so along this particular border route, it would have not been surprising to encounter Jews from Galilee as well as the so-called undesirables of society, the Samaritans. Yet I want you to know that this was not an error. This was not a miscalculation. There was not an issue with the GPS on his camel. This was an intentional decision to take his ministry right into the heart of the margins. To enter that middle place where the tensions between different ethnic and religious groups would have been palpable. Oh, but we know that conflict never keeps Jesus away from someone in need. And he knew that along this path, there would be someone in need. And so picking it up in verse number 12, it says, As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus Master, have pity on us. Now, if we think about the condition of these men, we know that leprosy was a disease with horrendous physical ramifications. It remained in one's body for years, causing skin tissues to degenerate and causing a, a general disfigurement in the body. And so persons with leprosy had to self-isolate because they were considered highly contagious. And not only did it have physiological impact, but it also had spiritual implications. See, at that time, leprosy was viewed as a curse from God connected to the sinfulness of that person. And so according to Levitical law, a leprous person had to cry out, unclean, unclean, when they were in the proximity of others. Because of the spiritual contamination, it was believed that they carried. They even had to dress differently. They had to wear torn clothes. They had to leave their hair loose so that people could see them from far and acknowledge they were unclean and avoid them. So having a leprosy was truly a life of deprivation, a life of isolation. And if we think about the psychological impact of that on a person over a period of time, being told your whole life that you are unclean, that you are unpure, that you are a carrier of sin, that you are not worthy of opportunities that other have. My goodness. Oh, it must have had severe impact on their emotional and mental well-being. 
Oh, and I believe there, there are some here watching today that can relate to that. Maybe you've been told that your whole lives. You've been told maybe that you are unworthy. Maybe somebody along your, your journey told you that you were less than. Maybe they've told you that you don't deserve the dignity that others receive. Oh, so maybe you can relate to how these lepers may have felt, but the next four words should encourage you today. Verse number 14 says, when he saw them. Oh, let's read that again. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Oh, Jesus saw them. How many people must have walked down that road and Jesus uh, on his way to something important, on his way to something critical, Jesus saw them. Oh, and he handed them the keys to their healing. They were to go and show themselves to the priests. Now, I know that that may sound odd to you and I today, but priests were actually the ones that were responsible for diagnosing leprosy. And the Torah provided specific guidelines for doing so. So at this time, only priests and not doctors could declare a person healed, clean, and fit to re-enter society. So Jesus said, go and show yourselves to the priests. And because the ten lepers obediently listened to Jesus' instructions on the way, on the way, they were cleansed of their sickness. Yet what happens next is an interesting study in behavioral science. You'd think that they'd be excited and we would hear more. We would hear testimonies of healing and breakthrough. No. Verse number 15 says this. One of them. One of them. When he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Hallelujah. So although 10 were healed, only one came back. And the punchline of the story, the irony of all ironies, is that the one that came back was a Samaritan. Oh, the biggest outcast, the, the foreigner, the one that you should have least expected to come back was the one that came back in gratitude. And as a result... He was the only one that received spiritual healing in the form of salvation. 
Oh, and as I read this today, brothers and sisters, it tells me that there's still the possibility for miracles in the margins. No matter your ethnicity, no matter your social standing, no matter what the world has labeled you as or what people say about you, nothing can stop Jesus from seeing you and meeting you in your place of pain. Oh, nothing can stop him from doing the miraculous in the margins. See, Jesus saw the pain of the Samaritan leper, a man who probably only knew a life of isolation, a life of rejection, a poor soul that probably had internalized a self-image of disfigurement, a person who just wanted pity. Oh, but Jesus gives him more than just pity. He gives him purpose. He tells him to rise and go. He tells him to rise and go for God had a greater destiny for him. Oh, I believe there are some watching today that feel like modern day lepers. Perhaps, beloved, you feel isolated and forgotten. Perhaps you have internalized a, a self-image of, of ugliness, of, of disfigurement. Oh, perhaps you're so down, all you want is pity from someone, anyone. Oh, but God wants to meet you in the margins today and not to give you pity, but to give you purpose. See, although the margins may be where your story began, I'm here to tell you it's not where your story ends. You're not meant to receive pity. You're meant to be healed. And you're meant to shout loudly about the goodness of God. Oh, you're meant to be a living witness of God's grace and how he can take something broken and make it beautiful. He's a meaning for people to look at you and understand how God can take something pitiful and make it purposeful. How God can take the things that the world has discarded and give them destiny. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to here today, but God wants to meet you in the margins and do the miraculous for you today. Oh, he doesn't want to give you pity. He wants to give you purpose. He wants to take your brokenness and make it beautiful. He wants to meet you today. Oh, but in order to obtain our miracle in the margins, there are a few things we can learn from the story of the 10 lepers. And the first thing I want to deposit inside of you today is this, the margins are a place of grace. The margins are a place of grace. Although the world has told us that the periphery is bad, the periphery is dark, the periphery is worthless, I don't believe that that was Jesus's view. See, the lepers lived in an, an, an in-between space, a no-man's land of being socially and religiously and physically unclean. And yet, in the margins, Jesus saw them. Oh, but even more beautiful, in the margins, they found grace in the form of a community of support. 
Oh, see, although these lepers weren't able to have social contact with the clean members of society, they formed their own unit and supported one another. Oh, oftentimes we only think that community exists where the majority culture says it does, but I want you to know you cannot buy the lie. You don't have to do community their way. Find your own tribe. Find your own community of support that will receive you the way that you are and right where you are. A tribe where you don't have to hide your issues, where you don't have to hide your ugly stuff because they will love you and support you through it. Oh, reject that lie that you're destined to be alone. Reject that lie that nobody will ever accept you. It's in the margins where you'll find God's grace at work in and through his people who will stand by you, who will support you, and who will love you during your times of difficulty. Oh, that's why the fellowship of believers is so important. It's that community of support, walking together, living out God's grace in each other's lives. And at the right time, I believe Jesus will find us in the margins. He will find us in those places of pain. See, in this story, Jesus goes right into the center of the conflict, right into the center of the pain. And that's where he extends grace in a very personal way. Had the lepers gone to Jerusalem, instead of just staying in the margins, they wouldn't have found Jesus. They wouldn't have found his grace. They would have missed out on their miracle. So I want you to know you don't have to go chasing after grace. We just have to stay put long enough for God's grace to find us. And the margins is that place of grace. The second thing we need to remember is that faith is exhibited in what we actually do. See, the faith that healed the lepers was activated as they acted on Jesus' instruction to go and show themselves to the priests. They had no evidence that they were healed. They had to act in faith first because their healing didn't take place until after they obeyed. See, we need to understand that faith doesn't exist in a vacuum. Pastor VG told us that this morning during her devotional. Uh, James 2.17 tells us that as well, right? Faith without works is dead. And so if the Lord is giving you instructions that is stretching your faith, follow them. Be obedient. Walk forward in that faith. See, your breakthrough will come through your obedience to his instructions. Your breakthrough will come as your actions exhibit that faith in him. Oh, especially when he's asking you to do something that goes against your emotions, that goes against the grain. Don't just say you believe, show that you believe. Oh, so if we want our miracle in the margins... We need to exhibit our faith in what we do. And then finally, 
and the most important key to unlocking our miracle in the margins is something that's not too complicated but escapes so many people and that is an attitude of gratitude. See, I believe that our thanksgiving prepares us to receive greater gifts. See, Jesus publicly acknowledges the indifference of the nine lepers and the thanksgiving of the tenth. Not only did the tenth leper return in gratitude, but notice how he expressed that gratitude. Verse number 15 says he did so with a loud voice. Although the ten lepers had called out loudly to ask for mercy, this one leper calls out loudly with an attitude of gratitude. He calls out loudly to offer thanksgiving to the one who saved him. Oh, even his posture was one of, of gratitude. He throws himself at Jesus' feet as a, as a sign of humility. And that, that thanksgiving was the key that unlocked that higher level of healing that he received from Jesus. See, while the others had received physical healing, the Samaritan leper unlocked a deeper spiritual healing because of his thanksgiving. And the biggest surprise of it all, brothers and sisters, was that it didn't come from a Jew. It came from a Samaritan, an outsider, a foreigner, one whom society said was not worthy. So we as God's people cannot be numb to the miraculous power of God. The chosen people of God did not come back. <laughs> the Samaritan came back. And so we need to understand that it's that attitude of gratitude that opens the door to greater deliverance, to greater blessing, to greater breakthrough. Oh, so we need to thank God, not just for the big miracles, for the small things, for the small things. Oh, because he, on a daily basis, he does so much for us. And so as I begin to close, I want to speak to those of you that feel like those modern day lepers. I want you to know that your day of deliverance is here for there's still miracles in the margins. And no matter what the world says about you, no matter who has alienated you, no matter who has told you that you are not enough, don't let that stop you from throwing yourself at the feet of the master for he sees your pain and he will meet you in that place of rejection. He will meet you in the margins although you think no one sees you although you think no one understands you God sees you and will meet you in that place 
Oh, I believe that God knows where to find you. He knows where you are in the margins. Like we sang at the beginning of the service, I believe that Jehovah Rapha, the great physician, knows how to find you in the margins. I believe that Jehovah Nisi, our banner and our protector, who wants to hide you from the schemes of the enemy, who wants to hide you from the haters around you, he knows where to find you in the margins. I believe that Jehovah Shema, the God that's always there, knows where you are, sees your loneliness, and will find you in the margins. Come on, somebody. I believe that Jehovah Shalom, the Prince of Peace, oh, knows how to find you in the margins. You cannot run. You cannot hide. He knows where to find you. Hallelujah. Oh, I believe the God that delivered his people from slavery, that heard their groans and heard their cries, that God knows how to find you in the margins. The God who the Bible says brings the dead back to life and creates new things out of nothing. I believe that God can find you in the margins. I believe that El Shaddai, God Almighty, knows how to find you you in the margins so it doesn't matter who has given up on you it doesn't matter who's abandoned you I'm here to tell you God will find you in the margins Oh, but it's time to shed those torn clothes of leprosy for your day of deliverance has arrived hold oh, those torn clothes that were covering you during your time of, of, of pain or during your time of hurt have been saturated in the sickness of yesterday so that low self-esteem has to go. That guilt has to go. That inferiority complex, it has to go. That chip on your shoulder, it has to go. That defeatist attitude has to go. That part of you that is indifferent and has given up has to go in the name of Jesus. See, I believe that God has a miracle with your name on it. And it's already en route. He's already FedExed it. He's already put a rush shipment on it and it's on its way into the margins ready to meet you in your place of pain but you have to let go of those uh, torn clothes uh, saturated in the sickness of yesterday and rise in the faith that you've already been healed rise in the faith that you've already been delivered rise in the faith that you've already been transformed in the name of Jesus so I'm here to tell you today don't give up. God can do the miraculous in the margins and if he did it for this one misfit, if he did it for this one outcast, he can do it for you. Oh, I believe Jesus is telling you today, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Rise and go. Rise and go for God has a greater destiny waiting for you. Oh, your day of sickness is gone. 
Your time of isolation is gone. You are no longer an outcast. Jesus is telling you today, my son, my daughter, your faith has made you well. Now rise and go because you are shedding those days of pity. And now I want you to walk in purpose. Oh, let us pray. Almighty God, we are so thankful for this message that you've given us today, Lord. Oh, Father, we know that there are some listening to this message today that feel isolated. They, they feel alone. They feel like outcasts on the periphery of society that no one sees them, that no one cares. But I thank you, my God, that you are a God that sees us and that nothing can separate us from your love. And so today, right now, Oh, I declare a shedding of those leprous torn clothes amongst your people. I declare a shedding of low self-esteem. I declare a shedding, Lord, of cynicism. I declare a shedding of anxiety. I declare a shedding of depression. I declare a, a shedding of, of indifference, Lord. And I pray that your people rise up and go. We declare that their faith has made them well today. That as they believe in you as they wait upon your miraculous moves you will do the incredible so I say to your people today in the name of Jesus rise and go rise and go rise and go for God has new purpose for you today we thank you my God for the breakthrough that will come as your sons and your daughters internalize this message and rise and go we celebrate this we rejoice today we worship and praise you for the testimonies that will come from the breakthrough that took place today as your miraculous hand moves in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Rise and go. Rise and go. Rise and go. God has a great destiny waiting for you today.